Let's talk, switch the flip the script a little bit. We'll go to the Yankees, talk a little Giants, because they had a big win Sunday down in New Orleans against the Saints. So let's welcome aboard right now Kyle Rudolph, their tight end. The Giants report is brought to you by Stop and Shop, the official supermarket of the New York Giants. Hey, Kyle, Mark Malusis, Maggie Gray, uh, nice to meet you, and thanks for hopping on this uh, this morning. Nice to meet you guys, too. Thanks for having me. You know, we're talking about big games. I know we're talking about the Yankees. They got a wild card game tonight against the Boston Red Sox. I'm not sure if, how big of a baseball fan you are, but obviously you've played in really big games, big playoff games. What was your sort of the day of, Kyle? Like, what is, you know, what are you trying to make sure you're getting done that day? What was your mentality? Like, walk us through the day in the life of Kyle Ru- Rudolph on a winner go home day. Well, the biggest thing, uh, you know, for us in football, you know, I've had 8.30 p.m. playoff games. And I've also had a, a noon playoff game. You know, we played the Seattle Seahawks at home in Minnesota at noon on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, and then I've had night playoff games as well. So uh, depending on what time kickoff is, that completely changes your game day routine. And, um, you know, playing a playoff game at noon in the central time zone, you don't really have much time to think about it. You wake up, you eat breakfast, you go to the stadium, and it's, it's time to go. Uh, when, when you kick off at 8.30 p.m. or 7.30 at night and you're kind of sitting around the hotel all day, it seems like the day takes forever for the game to finally get there and kick off. Uh, but, yeah, usually for us, if we're, if we're playing a night game and we've got time, we'll do some stuff in the morning, uh, usually have some meetings, maybe a walkthrough, get guys up, get them off their, on their feet, make sure they're not just you know laying around the hotel room all day, uh, and then get over to the stadium a few hours before kickoff and, and get ready to go. Kyle, how about you know transitioning from Minnesota uh, here to the Giants' first year, new offense with Garrett? How long did it take you transitioning now to a you know to a new offense and a new OC? Well, you know, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately for me. Uh, I've had six coordinators in the last six years, so learning a new <laughs> offense. Um, I guess unfortunately that I've had six in six years, but fortunately it's taught me how to. Uh, kind of study and learn these offenses. And uh, with that also, you know, I, I played for Norv Turner in Minnesota and Norv and Jason, um, you know, th- their offense comes from that 90s Cowboys, a lot of similarities, a lot of carryover. Um, so there was a lot of film familiarity with this offense. Um, and the biggest thing for me uh, was just diving into the nuances, obviously, as offenses um, evolve, things change a little bit and uh, the basics were the same, but there are some nuances that I had to learn and, uh, and I feel very comfortable in it. It's It's been awesome. We've got an unbelievable staff here, uh, both, you know, on offense, but really the, the whole staff and they're just always willing to help and, and teach us to learn the game uh, and learn our responsibilities. You know, Kyle, the Giants fans around here have been really begging for this offense to get a lot more aggressive, get more creative. I know a lot of this predates you, but you're here now. You know, we saw in the last game against New Orleans, we guys win in overtime, you know, seven plays of 20 plus yards or more, just the explosive touchdowns, obviously the John Ross touchdown, the Saquon touchdown. I mean, these were big plays. Was that something where you guys came in with this more aggressive game plan or was it what the defense was giving you? I think, you know, most of the time, you know, when you go into a game, you know, there's three things that win and lose football games and explosive plays on offense is always one of those. So you're always trying to, you know, have more explosive plays than the other offense. And, uh, you know, at times though, you can't, you can't just force those because you know, you have to have them. And, you know, when you, when you look at the touchdown to John Ross, the touchdown to Saquon, you know, those were both 
opportunities that the defense gave us. And, you know, with that, it becomes now you have to execute in those critical situations. Um, you know, I think you look back at our, you know, first three weeks, specifically the last two weeks, and uh, I think that was the difference in the game. You know, we were so close the last two weeks. We were right there, um, but we didn't execute in a few critical situations. And then, you know, you go down to New Orleans last year, you know it's going to be 60 minutes, four quarters, um, and, and nobody blinked when we were down 11 points there halfway through the fourth quarter. Uh, we knew we just had to go out, execute in critical situations, and then, boom, next thing you know, uh, explosive play to safe one, two-point conversion, and then the field goal to send it to overtime. You know, Kyle, you weren't here a year ago, but I want to curious your impressions here of your quarterback Jones this year and what you've seen him do. Um, you know, year three for him, big year. Coming off, I'd make it probably – you know, his signature victory Sunday down in New Orleans. But, you know, what's uh, what's your feel vibe uh, of your quarterback, Jones? I've, I've been impressed with him since the day I got here. Um, and it actually supersedes that. You know, I, I've, I've been a fan of this game. I, I like to kind of watch guys across the league, you know, certainly always watching tape. But uh, watching the games on TV, you know, when, when our game's over, if, you know, the 430 games or uh, the night games and – I remember coming up here a couple of years ago with the Vikings and, and playing against the Giants in Daniel's rookie year and, you know, getting on the bus after the game and a lot of our guys, Harrison Smith, Everson Griffin, uh, you know, perennial Pro Bowl players were just raving about how talented he was and, uh, you know, how well he played in that game. So I've kind of always followed from afar and, you know, now being here, being in the building with them every day, uh, he's a consummate professional and he just, he prepares harder than anyone I've ever been with. And, uh, it's been really fun for me to get to go out there and play with him these first four weeks and see him play so well. Um, you know, he, he certainly deserves all the success that he's having because he's prepared for it. Uh, like I said, he works as hard as anyone I've been around and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun going out there on Sundays with him. I think a lot of Giants fans and Kyle Rudolph is our guest is just relieved to see Daniel taking these big steps forward, especially this year, which feels like a make or break year for him. You know, Kyle, when you were signed here, I think one of the th- reasons and, and something that the team kind of touted was, you know, you're another weapon in the red zone for this team that had struggled in that area and was ranked 31st last year in the red zone last season. It, you know, listen, you got the explosive plays. You don't need to be in the red zone when John Ross and Saquon are running, you know, for 58-yard touchdowns and 48-yard touchdowns. But it's still the team seems to struggle in that area. What has to happen for the Giants to become more successful in the red zone? I think the biggest thing is, you know, like you said, we we got to get down there more. Um, you know, it certainly it's great when you're scoring from 50-plus yards out and having explosive plays, but um, I think when you go back and look at the course of our season, uh, you know, we're not getting down there enough. And And then when we do get down there and we get on the – you know, the fringe of scoring area, we're, we're doing things to put ourselves behind the chain. So, um, you know, first and foremost, it's, it's getting down there more. We need to get down there more. Um, and then when we're down there, we got to stay ahead of the chain. So, you know, that way we, we can use all these playmakers that we have here. Um, you know, I look at all the guys across our roster. Uh, they're all capable of making big plays in the red zone and scoring touchdowns. We just got to get there more. We got to stay on track, and and then we can get to use all of our fun weapons that we have. You know, Kyle, I'm curious. Last week, former receiver with the Giants, Golden Tate, uh, talked about you know the work for Joe Judge during the course of the week. Um, that maybe on Wednesdays the work is a little too hard. Coming off the hamstring injuries with Slayton, the hamstring injury with with uh, 
Shepherd. Uh, with Sterling Shepard. Outside of that building, when when you see a former player making those statements, how should a you know a giant fan read that? Is that nonsense? I mean, how do you how do you read that looking at that statement that Golden Tate made about your head coach Joe Judge? Well, I think if if you're paying attention to the outside noise and listening to those kinds of things, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be distracted from the the real reason that we're all here every day, and that's to try to win football games. And uh, you know, Coach Judge has um, you know shown us why we do everything. And I think for me as a player, uh, especially as a veteran player, I'm not the youngest guy in the world anymore. Um, so just running for running isn't, isn't good for me. Uh, but when there's always a rhyme or reason and he shows you the why, um, it's, it's very easy to believe in what he's doing and everything that we do, there's a reason why we do it. And he shows us that reason. And I think, I think that's part of the reason why, uh, you don't hear any of that complaining coming from inside the building because everyone knows there's a reason why we do it. Uh, I think if you, you know, go look at that Saints game last week, uh, you could turn on the tape. And I think when you watch the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime, um, you know, one team was probably in a little better shape than the other. And, and that's because of the reason the, the, why we work around here. Well, good thing you were in good shape yeah. to fall on that fumble. Yeah. When Saquon fumbles the ball and there was Kyle Rudolph to save the game. Uh, just doing my job. You know, you're supposed to run after the ball. And when you have a playmaker like Saquon, uh, you certainly know the first guy's not going to tackle him. Most of the time, the second guy's not going to tackle him. Uh, you know, he does an unbelievable job keeping his balance, makes two guys miss an incredible stiff arm. You know, unfortunately, the ball came out, but that's why you always run after the ball. And, you know, we're able to be there and dive on it. Yeah, I, th- I think I hurt myself just watching him run. I mean, I really <laughs> do. It's amazing what he can do on the football field. Also, Kyle, Kyle was open on that play, but we'll talk about that another Kyle, time. Kyle, I want to ask you, the decision to come here, right? And we, we didn't, Maggie and I didn't get a chance to interview you, and now we're four games into the season. But you're a veteran tight end. You know, you've had success. You've had a really successful career with Minnesota, great college player at Notre Dame. The decision, why the decision to come here to New York with the Giants? Uh, well, First and foremost, it just starts with the, the history and tradition of this organization. You know, I've always admired this organization from afar. Um, certainly, you know, my background and my relationship with the Mara family and, and Tim McDonald being at Notre Dame when I was at Notre Dame. Uh, so I've always admired the way that this organization has done things uh, in a first-class manner throughout my entire career in the NFL. And uh, so that was first and foremost. And then getting to know Coach Judge and Coach Garrett, um, getting to spend some time with, you know, the guys around the locker room, uh, the guys in the building. It's just, it's a young team. And I see this team in a very similar situation to uh, the young teams that I was on in Minnesota that had all the talent in the world, just had to figure out how to win football games. And, you know, we went from being seven and nine in 2013 uh, 2014, we end up making the playoffs in, in 2015 at 11 and five. And it was just, you know, this group is as close as any group that I've ever been around. Uh, and it's just, it's fun for me, like I said, as an older guy to, yeah. to be around a lot of these young guys. And, you know, I, I feed off them. I get energy from them. Uh, and it's a ton of fun coming to work every day. Uh, it's, you know, what we do for a living, it, it can be grueling and it can be a grind, but, when you have guys in your locker room like we have here, it makes it so much fun for me to come to work every day. And, uh, you know, it was awesome last week to be able to finally go out and, and get a win because, you know, guys are coming in each and every day and you're putting the work and you're putting the work and to finally yeah. reap a little bit of a reward uh, was awesome to see. 
And just tell us really quickly, Kyle, uh, Gen Youth Board of Directors, this is something near and dear to your heart, and it's about making sure that young people don't have food insecurity. How'd you get involved with this charity? Well, so I, you know, I've worked with Gen Youth for a number of years, and um, Alexis Glick, the CEO, has become a very good friend of mine. And uh, it's incredible what they're doing all across the country and in the school systems, making sure that, you know, our youth isn't having food insecurity issues. And um, I think for me, the biggest thing was, you know, you look back over the last 18 months, like it's, it's hard to believe that here in the greatest country in the world, um, we have hunger. It just seems like such a simple right that we would all have here um, and, and have food, but it's not the case. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times uh, food insecurities and hunger are, are right in our own backyard and we don't even realize it. Uh, and I, go back to the last 18 months, uh, the pandemic has really, really highlighted a lot of these food insecurities, you know, certainly with kids not going to school. A lot of times that's where they depended on their one big meal for the day was lunch at school. Uh, so they just do unbelievable work all across the country. Um, they happen to be right here in the New York City area uh, and to have the opportunity to join the board of directors and work with a ton of other incredible individuals to try to make a difference in this in this world. Uh, it was a no-brainer for me, and I'm extremely excited to work with them. Oh, that's, well, Kyle, that's awesome. It's awesome. It really is. Uh, well, listen, continued success on the field, off the field. Uh, best of luck with Gen Youth. Um, it's and, great work that they're doing, and, and it's Dallas week. Good luck against the yep. Cowboys on Sunday, all right? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it and look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, we're going to be – Kyle's nice enough to be coming in now that Blake Martinez has suffered an injury. Kyle's going to pick up, so we'll be talking to Kyle. We'll be talking to Logan Ryan, of course, and uh, always appreciate the time.